Hello and welcome to Missouri Farm Bureau's General Election Preview. I'm Garrett Hawkins and serve as President of Missouri Farm Bureau and I am joined by Ms. Spencer Tuma uh, who serves as Director of National Legislative Programs as well as Mr. Ben Travelos who serves as our Director of State Affairs. So these two are going to jump into endorsements that are made by our, our member leaders within Farm Bureau. But as we get to that point, I think it may be helpful at least to, to talk about Farm Bureau's structure and how we get here and, and our work heading into the November 8th election. So Farm Bureau as a grassroots organization has a presence in every county of the state. As we think about our efforts to be the voice of farm and ranch families as well as all Missourians, uh, it, it's important that, that we have a presence in Jefferson City and Washington, D.C. to advocate on behalf of our members. Well, success in the policy arena, right, you two, also depends on helping elect the right people um, that understand our policies, our way of life, and help advocate for those positions uh, in Jefferson City and Washington, D.C. So for those reasons, decades ago, our predecessors established essentially a political action committee and a process within Farm Bureau that is always grassroots led um, that results in oftentimes endorsements in key races yep. for, for Missouri Farm Bureau. So we're going to start with federal races, and I'm going to turn to Spencer to, to give the rundown uh, of those endorsements that have been made through our grassroots endorsement process. Spencer? Great. Well, thank you so much, President Hawkins, and good to be with you all today. Um, if you are joining us via Facebook or, or on video, you'll see um, our list of endorsed candidates on your screen. Uh, but for those who are joining us via audio only, we're going to go through each of those as well. So at the top of the ticket, Missouri Farm Bureau has endorsed current, maternity Gen current Attorney General Eric Schmidt for the open United States Senate seat that's being vacated by longtime Missouri Senator Roy Blunt. We certainly will miss Senator Blunt. He's been a tireless advocate for Missouri agriculture and for rural Missouri during his time uh, in, in really what has been a long political career. But we're really looking forward. Attorney General Schmidt has a very good track record on Missouri Farm Bureau issues, and we're really looking forward to having him represent us as the incoming junior senator for the state of Missouri. Now, Eric Schmidt is the Republican candidate. He is declared and running against Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine, who's the heiress to the Anheuser-Busch uh, dynasty, I guess you would say, um, if, if you will. Um, now, just a reminder, this U.S. Senate is currently controlled by Democrats with a 50-50 split. So there's 50 uh, Republicans, 48 Democrats, and two independents who caucus with Democrats. And then Vice President Harris actually breaks the tie. So that is why the Senate is considered to be currently under Democrat control. It is really a toss-up to see how the leadership of the U.S. Senate will fall after this election, but Missouri is certainly a very important race um, as the way the election goes here could ultimately tip the balance of the U.S. Senate. Um, all major ag groups are supporting Attorney General Schmidt. Um, like I said, he has a very good track record on, on agriculture issues. Um, he is currently leading in the polls, so we feel hopeful that the Attorney General will be victorious come November 8th. If you go on down the ticket, depending on where you live in the state of Missouri, there are several uh, U.S. House of Representatives candidates that you can see right here who we have endorsed. We'll start with Missouri House District Number 2, which is located in the St. Louis region, but also encompasses a couple of new counties as well. We have Congresswoman Ann Wagner, who's an incumbent for that seat. 
down the ticket uh, in District 3, East Central Missouri. We have Congressman Blaine Lukemeyer, longtime member of Congress from Missouri's 3rd District. Missouri's 4th Congressional District, there's a new name up here that you'll see, and that's Mr. Mark Alford. Now, as many of you will know, Congresswoman Vicki Hartzler has held the 4th Congressional District since 2010. She vacated her seat and will not be returning to the House uh, following this election. So Mark Alford is the nominee that Missouri Farm Bureau has endorsed. Uh, and we're hopeful that even Mr. Alford uh, will retain Missouri's seat on the House Agriculture Committee. So we're hoping uh, that he is victorious November 8th. Uh, in Missouri's Congressional District 6, which is almost all of northern Missouri, you have Congressman Sam Graves, uh, who is the longest-serving House member from the state of Missouri, or the dean of the delegation, as if you will. Um, in Missouri's 7th District, that's Southwest Missouri. Again, a new name here, new to the federal space, but maybe not new to the state space, Ben. Um, Billy Long has uh, decided to vacate his congressional seat as well and will not be returning to the House. So Missouri Farm Bureau has endorsed current state Senator Eric Burleson for that seat. Um, very good record for Senator Burleson on imminent domain issues in the Missouri Capitol. We're looking forward to his continued leadership in Washington. And last but certainly not least, a very good friend of ours and a name many of you, particularly in southeast and south central Missouri, will know, Congressman Jason Smith, uh, who has served in Congress for several years. He's a wonderful friend to Farm Bureau. Uh, we've endorsed him in his re-election bid as well. Now, if you look at the U.S. House of Representatives, again, similar to the Senate, Democrats are currently in control. They have a 220 to 212 margin over Republicans with three vacancies in the House. Now, we do see from um, federal polling, almost every national poll, I guess, if you will, uh, indicates that it's likely Republicans will regain control of the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, this could put Missouri in a really unique position. And um, as we have new members of Congress coming in, it also gives us a lot of opportunities for our senior leadership in Congress to pursue committee leadership. And Garrett, that's a really really unique opportunity. It's an opportunity we have not had in a while, and so uh, we are hoping that all of Missouri Farm Bureau's endorsed candidates are victorious on Election Day, and maybe we'll see a few of them in leadership come next year. Okay. That's a really thorough rundown. In case there's something you want to go back, obviously you can hit rewind on this video, or you can go to our website, mofb.org, look for our Political Action Committee page. Uh, or you can check out Show Me Missouri Farm Bureau magazine as it hits mailboxes uh, here. Uh, you can check out all of our endorsements. So let's turn now to state action. Uh, ben, still the youngest member on staff in terms of length of tenure. Yep. You hit the ground running um, and have never stopped when it comes to action uh, within the Missouri General Assembly. So walk us through endorsements that have been made. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've been... Uh, fortunate to have uh, this last session real quick I want to talk through we had a really awesome legislative session this last year uh, and then we also had a really successful special session as well in which we were able to uh, make sure that rural Missouri was taken care of and we're really excited about that and so we'll be able to head into the 2023 regular session with a clean slate and be able to work on other issues important for Missouri Farm Bureau members and with that there are a dozen different state senator elects that our members uh, have voted to get behind and so I'm going to run through the list real quick for District 2 there is Nick Schroer who is currently a uh, member of the House and he is going for District 2 uh, Senate uh, which is currently held by Senator Bob Onder. 
District 6 is Senator Mike Bernsketter. District 10 is Travis Fitzwater, who is also a current state representative, and he's going uh, to go for the seat currently held by Senator Jeannie Riddle. And then we got District 12, which is Rusty Black. He's also a current uh, state representative going for the seat there in Northwest Missouri, currently held by Senator Dan Hegman. Justin Brown in District 16. Cindy O'Loughlin in District 18. We've got Curtis Trent in District 20, who is also a current state representative. Ben Brown for District 26. Sandy Crawford for District 28. Lincoln Huff in District 30. Jill Carter in District 32. And finally, Tony Luke Meyer in District 34. So wide array of different state senators and senator-elects that our members have been working with over the past few years and over the past few months for a couple of these, but we're definitely excited to be able to continue working with them as we head into the 2023 regular session and beyond that as well. Ben, that's a good recap. I'd also be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about ballot measures. And from a Farm Bureau standpoint, um, again, we have clear policies in our book um, that spans everything from agritourism and zoning and everything in between. Yeah. Um, and each year or each election cycle, as we approach, especially the November general election, our state board of directors looks at ballot measures that are going to be voted upon and compares it to the policy book. And there's one specific amendment this time, a proposed constitutional amendment to, to legalize marijuana. Amendment 3, uh, that is the one measure that our state board of directors has reaffirmed Farm Bureau policy opposed to said recreational use. So Ben, talk us through that amendment. Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, Amendment 3 is a constitutional amendment and Missouri Farm Bureau member adopted policy is uh, definitely against the legalization of recreational marijuana. But even more than that, whenever I look at Amendment 3, regardless if you are for or against the legalization of recreational marijuana, the part of this is that it is a constitutional amendment. And so what that means is, is if there's any part of this law that is invalid or does not work the way it's supposed to, there's not going to be any ability for the state legislature to go in and fix it, to be honest. They're going to be powerless to do that. So the fact that this is a constitutional amendment is, is kind of troublesome, honestly, when you look at it from a fundamental policy perspective. And then even more than that, something else that kind of bothers me personally about it is this amendment is 39 pages long. The Missouri Constitution is only 120 pages long, more or less. And so this would comprise approximately a fifth of the Missouri Constitution. And so the question I ask is, do we really want the Missouri Constitution to be a fifth about recreational marijuana? So I... Just to reinforce that, uh, I noticed, you know, all of our local newspapers are obviously doing the prep work, mm -hmm. right? The sample ballots and, and language. And in the Appleton City Journal, yep. uh, when I looked at Amendment 3, it started on page 9 and ended on 14. Oh, yep. my. And that's in little bitty newspaper yep. typeface. And so, big yep. paper. Yes, right. yes, and big, long big, paper. Big, big, long papers. Yes, yeah. it's a big deal. Well, and I think even more so, and Ben, you may touch on this as well, but I, I think in some ways you have to look no further than some of the groups that have come out already in opposition to Amendment 3. I mean, even groups such as the Missouri Libertarian Party, yep. uh, they generally would be pro-marijuana legalization. They've taken a position in opposition to this amendment because they feel that this ballot measure is poorly crafted. Uh, the Missouri Republican Party is opposed, and the Missouri Democratic Party, who has legalization of marijuana as 
as part of their party platform, has voted not to take a position and not support it. They're staying neutral because they feel that this is so poorly crafted. So um, I would encourage people to really do their research because the devil is is certainly in the details, and it's very interesting to see the groups that have come out opposed to this. Yes, absolutely. The other interesting part to look at this is, you know, money talks, and there is uh, millions of dollars that has been poured into the state of Missouri to try to get this amendment across the finish line. And so that in itself definitely raises some flags for a lot of people wondering, okay, what, what else is in there? Why is there millions of dollars being poured into the state of Missouri to try to get this amendment across the finish line? And so, uh, again, on the basis of Missouri Farm Bureau policy, we do not support the legalization of recreational marijuana, but even more than that, just looking at the fundamental policy perspective of this, uh, me personally, I, I'm definitely going to be voting no on Amendment 3. Absolutely. And that's longstanding Missouri Farm Bureau policy. So, Well, I think you all have summarized it well, <laughs> uh, ending on the high point, I guess. Uh, no pun intended uh, by that. Uh, um, that was a good one, Garrett. Did, I really didn't mean to. Yeah, no, uh, so, you know, again, we talk often about the importance of elections and, and every vote uh, counting. And in this case, as you think about uh, where we're at as a nation, um, truly there are decisions to be made. Yes. And, and this team has done a really good job recapping truly what has been months of work by our grassroots members to reach the point to reach the point of making decisions to get involved in key races. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, from the very top, uh, from U.S. Senate candidate Eric Schmidt all the way to our state Senate candidates and our opposition to Amendment 3, uh, just know that much grassroots work has been done to get Farm Bureau to this point, to the to the point that we put our stamp of approval and back these candidates. So folks, do your part. Get out, vote, talk to your family and friends inform others, and let's have a successful election. Yep. Don't forget, Tuesday, November 8th is the day you can vote. If you have questions about any of our endorsements, please feel free to comment on our social media platforms, or you can visit mofb.org slash PAC for any further information about our various endorsements. And don't forget to check out Show Me Missouri Farm Bureau magazine That's if right. you're a member and check out our election section. Thanks again, folks. Take care. Take care.